Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast. We are very excited about today's call, but before we begin the interview, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching, with our product of the week. Jesse, tell us about the product that you discovered. This week, I am loving the Aria Pageant Earring by the Headshot Collection. The Headshot Collection is a really up-and-coming design series for all of your pageant accessory needs. And the Aria, it's about three inches long and is perfect for a formal appearance or on stage. Now, is there a certain system that this earring tends to go better towards, or should you use it in your headshot? Should you use it more for appearances? What's the context behind the earring? So I would definitely say these are appropriate for teen age groups and up. Um, probably anything younger, you're getting a little too flashy um, because of the size. They're they're fairly large, and they can really be worn pretty versatilely. Um, for headshots, like you said, they really draw the eye to the face, and they're intricate uh, and delicate at the same time. Yeah, and I mean, pageant earrings, again, you, you just can't find them anywhere. I mean, you can't walk into like a Claire's and just say, I want this pageant earring because they, they have a certain look to them. So is this particular, like the Headshot Collection, is it made specifically for pageantry or is this just a kind of a division? Yeah, the designers actually came up with the collection after they were looking for pageant accessories and were having a difficult time nailing them down. So they're all handmade in the United States with materials, and they are so beautifully done. And what I like most about the Aria is it's dimensional. There's um, For the colored versions, they have a purple, a green, and a blue with a gold backing. And with those colors, they have different shades. Um, so there's a lot going on. It catches light really beautifully, um, again, for photographs and for stage and for appearances. There also is a uh, silver version with all clear stones too. So uh, it's really the perfect earring because you can wear it with so many different outfits and shades. Awesome. So what's the cost of that and like where can they find it? The Aria is $44.99. And when you think about how many times you can wear this earring, it is such a staple for your collection. It is so worth it. You can find it at shop.thepageantplanet.com and there's always free shipping. Now, Cost-wise, $44.99, is this a good cost for an earring? Is it a little bit on the higher end? Is it What is it? You know, if you were going to get a, a custom piece of jewelry created, it would cost in the hundreds. So $44.99 for this piece, which again, I think you could get so much use out of it, is, is really pretty affordable. Awesome. Okay, so the Aria, and you can get it at shop.thepageantplanet.com. Thanks so much, You Jessica. got it. Thank you. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. I am very excited about today's call. We have on the phone Dan Davis of Dan Davis Studios. Dan is a three-time Minnesota Portrait Photographer of the Year and a 2016 Minnesota Photographer of the Year and the 2016 Twin Cities Photographer of the Year. He has held these titles for the last three years in a row. It's impressive. In addition, he is the most awarded TCPPA photographer ever and the three-time international PPA photographer of the year. Wow. He specializes in pet pageant headshot photos as well as modeling pictures. So, Dan, welcome to the call. Hi, guys. I'm excited. <laughs> We're, we're excited too. I mean, I'm extremely impressed by your resume and looking forward to uh, picking your brain and hearing your pearls of wisdom. Whoops. So, Sorry. So, I dropped something. Something fell. So, Dan, 
tell us like what makes your photos different and what really causes them to stand out. Well, I think for what I do, you know, there are different types of shooters out there and they're, they're, um, they all have different styles. My particular style is, um, that I go after. I originally started in a portrait background. So I'm used to kind of dealing with people that it sounds bad, but that really don't know what they're doing and they get scared in front of the camera. And I know how to break through them and get them comfortable in front of the camera. And sometimes it's just the amount of time that's invested in doing this, um, not having a commercial type shooter type situation where you're in and out half an hour session. All our sessions are typically minimum. Even our headshots, headshot sessions are typically minimum, probably, you know, three or four hours. You know, by the time you get done with my hair and makeup stylist, she probably should have been a stand up comic. You know, you guys are pretty much ready to go and, and, uh, and relaxed in front of the camera and half of it is just getting getting comfortable and re, you know releasing the tension and and having fun with the pictures and that's kind of how we like to start out um our our sessions yeah because walking into a studio with all the professional equipment it can be a bit intimidating even for somebody that is confident um so let's talk a little bit more about your creative process how do you suggest girls position herself so that you can really bring the most out of her? Well, there are a couple different ways that I do it. A lot of times I would, I prefer if we have a planning session or a consultation even before, and even for the simplest of headshots, you know, even if, if, if they're out of state and they can't come into the studio initially for a planning session, then I'll do a Skype session or, or a Facebook live and we'll talk about it and figure out what they're looking for. And because I'm so integrated with so many different pageants statewide and, and, and national, um, I feel like I've got a good heartbeat on what each pageant needs because they're all a little bit different. One's a little more conservative. One's a little more edgy. One's a little more model. One's a little more mainstream. So I've kind of, I kind of, I can cater my style to make sure that we are giving the best possible headshots for the situation for, um, for each pageant. And I think that's very important. Gotcha. Could you, you threw out several adjectives there and for girls that might not know what kind of their system is looking for. Could you give us a few examples like USA is looking for America is looking for national American miss is looking for. Yeah, ma'am. National American miss is a very conservative, um, uh, pageant. So we will, we'll pull back and not be quite so edgy. And be a little more traditional. Whereas like the USA, I can kind of do whatever I want. You get into, um, you know, they they like a little more, they, they're fine with a little bit more edgy, a little more model-esque kind of stuff. Then you get into like uh, World Perfect and Perfect Teen. Um, they, um, you, I can do whatever I want. You can go as edgy as you want with that, as funky as you want. So the, the director loves um, to really push the envelope with that kind of thing. Uh, you got Miss Royalty uh, International, who I deal with a lot with around here, um, and they're um, uh, it's the same thing. She just a lot of them. Some of them are particular on what they want, and I understand this. Some of them just let me do my creative process, and they're completely cool with what I want. So it's also obviously, you know, if I've got someone that's a junior teen, the style, the the the, the shooting style is going to be a little different as opposed to someone who is a miss or a missus or a miss. 
So, um, you know, we'll cater it depending on the age group too. And it's still going to have my style and my flair into it that I like and that people seem to like. So they keep coming to me for it. Um, but um, you also have to understand, I guess, what you would call the game of how to work this to, to do the best, best possible solutions uh, in photography um, uh, for, each, for each different pageant, if that makes sense. It, yeah, it does. Now, in your experience, should because you shoot a lot of pageant girls and models, should the pageant girl position her body or image different than if she was doing a model photo shoot? And if so, like, how can she yeah. do that? Well, here's the thing. With pageant, it's very much about glamour and beauty. And that's kind of what I partially kind of gravitate more to because I think it's part of my portrait background too, is that with pageant of beauty, it's about the, the dress is secondary, the background is second. It's about the person in front of the camera. So I think to have that little extra edge and that little bit of connection and that personality, and sometimes it's only something that the close friends will notice, the little nuances that people will do, you know, because people communicate more through their body language than when they talk to people. You know, you can tell if someone's energetic just by the tone of their voice and the way they're shaking their hands and how energized they're. But if they're like really tired and they're really boring, they can say exactly the same thing and they're not going to get the point across. And it's the same thing in photography. Do you recommend that girls be at their desired weight before shooting with you? Um, I think it's it really it's not as important as people think it is. I am. You know, when you look at fashion photography, um, you know, there is that stereotype that they got to be, you know, five, five, eleven and two pounds from Morgan failure. If you want to call it that, I mean, it sounds bad, but it's it's not the same in at least for me around here. If I have like someone that I need a paying gig for, I will put a call out to my clientele and my people in my circle because I want more believable, realistic looking uh, people in front of my camera rather than something that's just very hard to achieve without, you know, being very strict in your diet. And again, it also depends on the pageant line too. different pageant lines will require a kind of a different look. Because at the end of the day with pageants, it is a beauty. It is about beauty, but it's also about your personality, too. And some some will push more on the inner beauty as far as the outer beauty. Now I can do things with like, um, with, with proper lighting and posing without even doing any Photoshop. Cause everybody thinks my images, my images can be heavily Photoshopped and they're not, you still have to have a proper, the, the proper lighting, the, that, well, I can light someone and take 20 pounds off of them just by an angle with a light or an angle with the pose and, and how you shade and how you light. Um, as opposed to just doing it wrong. And same thing with, with camera angle. Camera angle is very important too. And this is all the techie stuff that you guys don't need to worry about on your side that I worry about on my side. And it's all these little tiny things for me that give the empowerment to the female in my photograph. So that's what I shoot for. I want an empowerment of a female. Love that. When, when judges are shooting something like photogenic or they're just looking at a headshot that's sliding across their desk before the girl walks in, do you find in your experience that judges like to see girls that are smiling versus the the more serious stoic model look? I think 
I think every subject, every girl, 90% of what I do is girls. So I keep saying girls, um, you know, the, um, 90% of what I do, it's, it's, um, I think what we're looking for is I'm looking for, I think everybody's got that power image in them, the, 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 the wow image. And that's what I'm looking for. And it might be a serious look. If you're not a very smiley person, we'll work on that. We'll get a good smile out of it, but that might not be your, your power image and your, your power, or your wow image is what's going to make the judge when they're looking at it, go and grab that image off the table and go, Oh my gosh, look at this image. And that's what I'm looking for. And it may be a close-up. It may be a smile. It may be more serious look. It may not even be a close-up. Maybe a three-quarter or full length. It's just such a bomb image that um, that they can't not look at it. And that's what I'm always shooting for. And uh, my goal as a photographer, of course, I want you guys to win. Your success on my side is important to me because I I want people around me to be successful. I really care about what people do. And I see, and this is, and this is going to sound bad, but coming from maybe like, uh, you know, you know, 10 years ago before I was in pageants, maybe I thought about the pageants in the same way that everybody else did, where they had this stereotype of, oh, it's just a pageant, it's this, that, and that stereotype that goes along with it, where now it's, I see how these girls transition through another interview um, to how they get polished through their, through their modeling, their pageant career, their modeling career. And with the pageants, the great thing about pageant girls that I've noticed over the models that are just dedicated models is the pageant girls are polished in front of the camera as far as how to talk to people too. And I think that makes a huge difference on, you get two girls in front of each other for a fortune 500 job later on down the road and you got one girl that you could you could be an exact clone of each other. One girl is polished. It might be because she's been working on her interview and she's been working on on presence, stage presence and all these things that trickle down into other things that you're doing later on in life. The girl that's polished is obviously going to be able to portray her 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 skills a lot better to that potential job, Fortune 500 company or whoever it might be. And to me, I notice this stuff and I see it from the junior teams to the teens all the way up to the misses again too. And it's, it's, uh, it's changed my thought process through the years. And that's why I've kind of gravitated because I'm like, wow, this is a really awesome industry. It's a really cool industry to be in. And you get people that like, you know, like the modeling industry might look down on the pageant industry, but the pageant industries want to be models, you know, too. So you can, you can play off that and you get these girls that are very educated and very well in front of the camera already, rather than just a pretty face. Uh, I think that makes a huge difference. That's great. Now, have you noticed that photos that are in color convert better than photos that are in black or white? Or is it the other way around or a mixture? Um, I have this thing. And I think the printing industry is getting better on like like pageant books because, you know, like for me, I know that if I'm shooting a headshot, I know I'm shooting for black and white. Because I know that book, I don't think there's one cat, one program book out there that I've seen, maybe one through the years that was color on the inside. They're all black and white. So in my head, I know that this image is going to go black and white. So even if it might be better in color, I still know how to process an image correctly so it can go to a non, because it's not a photographic printing process that goes in these books. I'm not going to get in the technicals on it. 
but I know how to make, basically I know how to make an image pop with a not, a, a not as good uh, image quality that goes into the book. So my headshots have stood out for years just in the head, just in the headshot sections of the, of the books over top of um, uh, someone that just takes it like of a lab, just takes a color image and just makes it black and white. I've got 15 ways, 15 processes to make a black and white. And each one looks a little bit different. So I pick what I think is the best for the printing process. And I tell the girls, submit a black and white image if you know what's going in the book. Right. And submit my black and white image. Don't let them take and move it into color. And I can't say this for all printers, but a lot of the, a lot of the printing catalog companies don't have the artistic eye and they just desaturate it and make it black and white. And that makes sense. It, it does, because as a judge, I, I not only see the um, the headshots the first time around, and, and you're right, some of them do come in color, but it is rare. But then when I'm at the pageant, you know, you have the program book right there, and oftentimes you're flipping through it, and you see that girl before she walks on stage, and it kind of jogs your memory. Um, yeah, it makes, you, it makes you, yeah, as a judge, it makes you look for them. Yeah, it does. Now, regarding... Um, have you noticed a trend as far as when you take photographs, is it better to have more of the actual headshot or more of a three quarter? Um, and you know, also with that, is there certain systems that maybe a three quarter converts better than like an all headshot? I think the plus with me doing close up headshots is I have, I have more, I have more control over exactly how I want my lighting on the face. And as you pull back the light, you lose a little bit of that control. So plus you also lose some, I guess what you call resolution. If I take a full length someone and we want to crop in for the headshot, it might be okay, but it might just be okay. And it's not that it's my abilities or whatever. It's just that you're cropping and getting rid of so much digital information that taking a full length down to a headshot is not really a good idea. Um, but taking a three quarter, a lot of times we'll shut, we'll try to shoot it a little bit on the loose side because you can always crop in, but you can't make up information if it's not there. So, um, I think for me, I love, love, love extreme close-ups, but I also know that I got to shoot them loose because in the program book, sometimes I like them a little looser. Sometimes they come in right on the face too. Yeah. Now, what can girls do ahead of time to prepare for a photo shoot with you? I mean, such as whitening teeth, cleaning up their skin, manicure, et cetera. Well, what's just some general tips that you have? Um, I think the girls can, you know, obviously they're taking care of themselves already. If they're in this game and they're in it to win it and they're serious about it, they're already taking care of themselves. They're, they're very conscious on complexion and that kind of thing. Typically, and a lot of times I will have them contact my makeup artist um, and ask them because different hairstyles, different hair types work differently. It may be that you need to wash your hair the day before. It may be that you need to let your hair be dirty, let, let, not wash your hair for a couple of days because maybe it's more manageable when we get, you know, when, when my makeup artist starts working her magic. So um, I'll ask these things during consultation times you know, and find out what the best thing to do. And, you know, an uh, uh, African-American girl's hair is completely different than a Caucasian girl's hair. So we need to address the situation differently on how we want to approach it. 
So, um, you know, same thing with skin types, skin types, usually, um, 99% of the time they come in with hair and makeup, uh, or they hire my makeup artist. Um, and they, um, they typically will come in with a clean face and let, let my makeup artist do her thing. Cause I've been so my team or what I feel like the people that I have around me has helped me to be successful in what I do. I don't take all the credit for it, even though I get all the glory because the images are coming out with my image, you know, my image and Dan Davis studios and that kind of thing. But it is the people around me that are really helping too, as far as uh, creating the looks and what I want, you know, the makeup artist that I use, Jamie Mickelson, she, um, I've known her for 20, a longer than I've longer than I've had my longer than I've been married. So I've known her for 20 years and she pretty much can read my mind. She knows exactly what I'm going for. She has ideas too. She goes, I think we should do this girl with this outfit on that background. Da, 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 da. And she knows exactly what it has. So that as far as the team goes, it makes a huge difference on letting us take care of you. But I do like the girls to come to me with ideas. And if they have an idea, then, then we'll definitely try it because I want them to have a little bit of an input and a little more something to own that they can own a little bit more than just letting us do our thing. We have it both ways. Some people are like, I'm not creative at all. I want you to do everything. Other people are like, um, what if we do this? What if we do this? What if I, what if I try this? What do you think about this? I'm like, I I'm cool with that. I love both ways. So, um, so yeah. Excuse me. So that might've got a little off base. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, now what about the girls who, they want to try to save some money. And so they try to do their own hair and makeup. What are your thoughts on that? I do not have a problem with that. And usually what I tell people to, because we have people that are, are in every facet. We have people that can afford more than I could ever afford to buy. We have other people that are very strict budgets and I don't, I will give them a hundred percent, no matter who they are. Um, what I tell girls, if it's extreme budget, that's, that's the great thing about the consultation is like, if I'm going to shoot four or five looks with someone, all I'm going to do is punish you, you know, with cool images and because your budget won't allow it. So then we will shoot accordingly to the time that we want to invest into this and make sure that there's, we're not just killing you with all these great images that we can't do and just focus on a few really awesome looks within a budget that that you can afford now with hair and makeup it is one thing you know it's like like for me we have a couple different options like of course it's in my opinion it's the best if they come down if the hair and make, my hair and makeup stylist comes down to the studio because she will cater for each look and she stays for the whole session so like each look each change has got a different hair and makeup you know, a different feel, a different style. We might go old Hollywood for one. We might go, might go very pop art for, uh, you know, look for another. Um, and so, but if they're looking for something more budget friendly, then maybe instead of having, if they still want my makeup bars, then I send them down to the hair salon. They get done up, they do their thing, and then they come to the studio. We make a few changes from there, but nothing too crazy. You know, we might break out the fan, you know, later on where then the hair doesn't really matter. It's getting all, you know, wild and crazy anyway. So, and we can make little tweaks from there. Um, other people will want to do it themselves. Um, my personal opinion is it's better for, to at least have some sort of professional do it in the, that, that is experienced in the industry with pageant or theater 
or that kind of feel because they're not all the same. When I interview hair and makeup stylists, if I'm bringing something else more, I will put them through a test. And if they don't do what I want to do, then I, 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 I can't use them, you know? And so it makes a huge difference for me because I'm very particular on what I want. Um, and I only have a few that I use. So, um, but people can come camera ready, you know, if they want to come that and they got a friend that wants to do it, that's needs to build their portfolio. We're fine with that too. But if you're playing the game and you're playing it hard with it, especially in the pageant field, there are certain things that I feel that really need to be taken, not taken lightly. That's great. Now regarding wardrobe, what are some items that a girl should bring with her to the shoot? Um, I love photographing pageant dresses. So I do really crazy stuff. I might, I might take her in front of them. You know, I call it oxymoron photography. I might take them and put them in front of some background that makes absolutely no sense, like a, like an alleyway. And, but what better to make a really beautiful person look even better than we'll put them against the opposite, completely opposite texture, completely opposite feel that kind of thing. And that's me kind of playing maybe towards the end. Once we've gotten all the stuff that we need to get, um, you know, and maybe I've got a trampoline. So maybe I'll throw you in the trampoline and we'll do trampoline, trampoline pageant dress shots. You know, I mean, something fun like that. It looks like you're in water when you're floating and I light it right. So, and everybody has been following me on Facebook or Instagram. They've seen a few of that stuff pop around. Um, as far as, um, other outfits, obviously like if we're doing a good headshot, we need to have a clean, non-distracting outfit. You typically a solid outfit tends to work better. I would say bring a light, bring a dark, um, bring maybe a warm tone or a cool tone because, and you, you, girls know what colors they look better in typically, but, um, sometimes they can be surprised about what we do or what we suggest too. And they're like, I had no clue. I had no clue that it was going to turn out this way, this cool, um, doing it the way you were thinking of doing it. You know, we've been taking, yeah, we've been taking dresses and turn around backwards because they had a better cut line on the back than they did on the front. You know, just, you never know. Wow. Now you made mention of this just really briefly, but are you noticing a trend where girls are getting their pageant headshots done outside rather than inside of the studio? Um, for me, for the people that I've done, um, it has been mostly in studio, but, um, I think the reason we being is maybe, maybe a lot of photographers out there, they're not using me. Maybe they don't have a brick and, brick and mortar studio where they have that ultimate control where their only options are to do outdoor headshots. Maybe that's the end style. I can do a little of each, you know, I mean, I can have, I can control exactly what I want outside too. But for me, at least this year, um, it's been mostly indoors, but we've been doing, we do some outdoors too. Usually like if someone's got four or five looks, you know, I'll take them outdoors for a couple shots. You know, I've got a warehouse studio in St. Paul too. That's pretty awesome. It's 17 foot ceilings and it's full brick walls and just really cool. And we can walk around the outside of the building and do some stuff, walk along the, uh, the front loading dock and do some neat stuff around there. And then there's a park right across the street. So I can take and do the, I call it the foo-foo tree shots. You know, there wants some foliage or some greens in the background. And then we've got a little Island out there we can go to. And, and so, I mean, it's all across the board. The styles are constantly changing. 
So, um, and the trends are, the trends are changing, you know, on, on what we want or what we're seeing. So we're, we're, um, we try to keep a heartbeat on what's going on and make sure we're changing with it. Cause it could be like the same thing with dresses, a different style of dress is going to be different one year or the other, you know, and you just never know what the trends are going to be. Cause they seem to come from different areas, you know? In your opinion, what's the key to just a winning pageant headshot, or as some pageants refer to this, like the photogenic award? What's the key to that? That's kind of going back to my wow image, that power image. Um, if I can truly break through to someone, I can bring out in the short time, the three or four hours that I have to photograph you. It's my job as an artist to try to bring out a little bit of your personality and a little bit of something that you are in this so that the viewer, even if they don't know you understand you and know there's something just a little bit different about this image that's making it stand out. There's something just a little bit more special about this than the other one. It's a little bit little, maybe disconnected from the camera. And I think that's also why I've kind of gravitated towards the beauty and the glamor side and the pageant side is because it is about, the expression and the beauty and the person in the picture where fashion photography a lot of times is that disconnect because you are, it's not about you. You are there to make the product look good. If you're there selling a dress then the dress better look good and you better make sure that dress looks good. But the dress is the most important thing or the outfit or the skirt or the blouse or the jewelry, you know, or whatever you're selling or the shoes. So there has to be a little bit of disconnect. I think more so with that, then uh, because you're selling a product, you're not selling the person, you're selling the product where fashion or glamour and beauty, it's about selling the person. Now, regarding headshots on preteens, do you suggest that the preteens put on makeup for their photography? Um, it depends on the pageant. I, and it depends on, typically the preteens have, um, they might have a little cleaner skin um, and you want to keep it, if you do want to do hair and makeup, because a lot of ours do, but we, we ramp it at a different level. You know, um, I think a good natural headshot can have a really awesome hair and makeup stylist that understands this and really enhances it so they don't look too, too glamorized up, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, should girls research magazine photos or maybe just random photos off of Pinterest or like headshots of other contestants and bring that in and say, Dan, this is the kind of look that I'm going for, or should they just yeah, I, and trust you? I used to tell people they'll go through their magazines or go through the W magazine or, you know, or any like the Vogue's or whatever and rip pages out. But no one does that anymore. Everybody starts Pinterest albums. So I have a handful of people that will start Pinterest albums and, and they will share it with me. So, and it's not that I'm going to copy that look, but it gives me, I could be the best photographer in the world, but I'm a terrible mind reader. So if we're not on the same page, then it's not going to be a successful shoot. So having them have a vested time and interest into doing this is important because it gives me an idea of what they're looking for. I have people are like, well, I came to my shoot and I wanted more close-ups. And you didn't do any close-ups. Well, it didn't get portrayed to me about that. So what I started doing was either like the, the Pinterest or the Skype or the, you know, or Facebook, you know, Facebook Live um, um, 
And the consultation, the consultations is like almost some sort of consultation is, is pretty much required out of everybody. So they understand exactly what they're getting into. And as far as all the details, even the details on pricing, so they understand how everything works. Um, and so there's no surprise at the end because we have a relationship that we're building with everybody where, and I've been around for a lot longer than I'll care to admit. I started my business in 1996. Um, so I've been through so many different crazy things. I started in film and people even remember what film is. So, um, I know how, you know, like back then it's like, here's the crazy thing. Like my lastly, my lately, my big thing that I've been doing is these high speed, um, photo shoot session areas where I shoot with a really high speed still camera and I make them move really fast. And all of a sudden the energy level goes crazy because you have to move with a camera that sounds like a machine gun going off. So it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it really brings the energy to that, to that, uh, to that kind of shoot. And it's just constantly changing the styles. You know, if I have one look, it's, it's one complete thing. If I do another thing, I try to adapt my style. Like where maybe I just have them walking down the street and just do it all natural light and just kind of give it more editorial feel. And then you got the glamour look and then I've got my ring light or my eye light, you know, and then do something really controlled. Like old Hollywood is very controlled. It's very spotlighted. You know, you can't be moving around. You can't be organic in front of the camera. It's just got to be, it's, it's very stagnant photography, but it's very beautiful when it's done right. Now, since you've been doing this for so long across so many different systems with so many different girls, what is your personal favorite type of pageant headshot? The one I haven't done yet. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, people ask me what my favorite shots are. I'm like the next one because my, my, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse, but my thing is I got to outdo myself every, every time I shoot and it's a wicked web, you know, it's, I can't just, if I do the same shot five, six times over, I get bored with it. I can fake it, you know, and be excited about it, but I get bored with it and I want to challenge myself, whether it's through competition or something like that, because it brings me, every time I think I'm breaking out of my little proverbial box, another box forms somewhere around that. Now I got to get out of that. Then I came to terms with it and said, you know what? Maybe I need to figure out how to work with inside my box and be happy. If that makes sense. You know, the creative, you know, end of it. So it's, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of that. Now, some girls are, are shy or reserved. But what do you recommend that they do to really relax and bring out that inner supermodel? Um, that has never been an issue at our studio. And that I think because I'm not shooting 15 minute or half an hour sessions or short sessions with them, I'm taking my time with these people. And the thing is, is too, is like having like I keep going back to the consultation, but having the consultation, the original meet and greet, even if it's just sitting there talking about nothing, then they relax a little bit. So they kind of know what to expect. So the first time you ride a scary ride, it's really scary and you got your eyes closed. The next time it's not so bad. So it's, it's um it's very it's it's not as big of a deal as people worry about until when they let us trust us to our team to do our job we will give them something that's really special to them and they're going to be like oh they're going to walk out of here extremely happy and that's our goal because we're very you know I'm just one person 
So, you know, everybody to me, and I'm only doing, you know, I'm not doing thousands of headshots a year. I can't do that. You know, it can't do that and deliver the level that we try to achieve in our work. It has to be at a certain number. So everybody that walks out of here, it's very important that they're happy because we want them returning too. And we want them talking good about us. And we want them to have some success on their side, whether it's, we want to, we want to, I want to win the photogenic. I don't get a trophy, which kind of bums me out. I think the photographer should get a trophy too for the photogenic, just, but it's okay. You know, um, I'll get over it. Um, but I want those photogenics and I want to hear about when people are winning these things. Cause I get excited about it. Cause that's like, yeah, okay. I'm doing what I've got the, I know if I've got my finger on the heartbeat, if I'm seeing things like this come back. And I think one year there was one pageant that I couldn't quite figure out how to get a photogenic out of it. And somehow something changed or something next year, we got first, second, third, and fifth in photogenic. And there was only one we didn't win. And I was kind of like, all right, why did I win the fourth? I want it all. I wanted the clean sweep. So I was kind of excited about that. So now that's been, uh, you know, it's a, it's, everyone's a little different. So that's like Jamie asks my hair and makeup stylist, or I'll ask what pageant you're going for, because we know that we have to shoot it accordingly to kind of the feel and the vibe of the pageants, because they're all a little bit different. They all go after a little different vibe. You know, one is very, like we talked about before, one's very supermodel, you know, where the other is very conservative. And there's just, there's such an extreme difference between them. And you have to make sure that everybody's happy too. Yeah. And, so I have a, a lot of people asking me, like, what does Dan cost? How soon should I book with him in order to kind of sneak in? And I'm just directing them to go to um, either the Pageant Planet's website where they can find you under like, just click find a photographer and they can see you there and also to your personal website. But you know, do you mind just giving us like, what is that personal website? And also what are some of the social media channels that you're most active on so they can connect with you there? Yeah, we're trying, we're trying to get on the, Insta we're doing more and more with Instagram. I think a lot of the kids are on Instagram because I kind of laugh at it because their parents are not, <laughs> you know, their parents are on Facebook and the kids are more, more on Instagram, but I do know that they are still monitoring their Facebooks and I still feel like there's like for me, I do a lot on Facebook. I have my Facebook. I think I'm Dan Photoboy, F-O-T-O-B-O-Y Davis. I do have a business page for Dan Davis Studios on there, but I don't do as much with that um, as I do with a personal site because I just kind of found that a lot of my personal friends have became my clients and I've gotten a lot of I've gotten a lot of my clients are now my friends too. So it's kind of works hand in hand with that. And like my website's uh, dandavisstudios.com. Um, so people can go there and get some information and if they're really serious, then if they're local, then they come in, you know, they come in and we talk about all the details or we can give them pricing ideas on what they want. You know, it can be as little as a couple hundred dollars on up to, you know, sky's the limit. It just really depends on what you want. Great. Well, Dan, thank you so much for just, again, giving us your wisdom, giving us your, all of your years and years of experience in both pageantry modeling and just everyday photography. It's been extremely valuable, and I know the girls on the other side are taking copious notes. <laughs> Exciting. 
Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47. 